You're listening to Startup Korea. Hello, my yojas and namjas, and welcome to another episode of Startup Korea, the podcast that features the entrepreneurs and investors of Korea. My name is Abel Acuna, Abel Emnida, and this show is all about learning from the entrepreneurs who have started their companies, grown their companies, sold or crashed and burned their companies here in Korea. I'll also be interviewing new startup founders so that we can learn about the categories of business that they're looking to create or innovate in. Now, this is a brand new show. If you like what you hear or if you have any feedback, suggestions, or anyone that you would like me to interview, feel free to email me directly at abel at startupkorea.co. That's A-B-E-L. Now, you can find all the episodes there at startupkorea.co, or you can subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for Startup Korea in either of those platforms and you'll find it. For those of you who do not know me, I am a previous startup founder here in Korea. I'm American and I went to school in the U.S. And when I was graduating from university, I had the opportunity to help start and found a company here in Korea. And I took it and it was a wild ride. We helped grow this company for three years and later had it acquired. Ever since then, I've just been diving deeper and deeper into the world of startups here. So that's Startup Korea. This episode is with Arion Moon. Arion is one of the founders of Etch, a brand new keyboard app that helps people communicate complex information in just seconds. Arion is originally from Korea, but studied and worked in the U.S. as a financial analyst. In this episode, Arion explains how she was able to pivot her career from crunching numbers on Excel to now crunching code and launching products. Arian is a self-taught engineer who has won tens of thousands of dollars at famous hackathons in the U.S. Her latest hackathon, Project Etch, won a top prize at Launch Hackathon in San Francisco, was featured on the Apple App Store right after launch, and easily gained 40,000 downloads in just two weeks. Arian has accomplished all of this without a background in programming and as a newcomer to Silicon Valley. Please enjoy this conversation with Arian. I'm here with Arian Moon one of the co-founders of Etch. Arian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Abel. My pleasure. It's been a couple months since we first met. Mm-hmm. And we're both part of a Facebook group called Hackathon Hackers. Right. Oh, yeah. That's how you uh, messaged me on Facebook. That's how we met. Right. So, so I saw that you had posted a demo of a video demo of Etch. And oh, I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And so I reached out to you. Yeah, I put up the demo video uh, of our beta app, which was like two or three months ago. Yeah. And so what is Etch and what was that demo that you put up? So Etch is a keyboard app. The, the premise of it is very simple. So you, you draw on the keyboard to connect dots on three by three grid. And once you make a symbol by connecting dots, a symbol can either mean uh, a text or action. So, for example, if you draw a Y symbol, you can pull up all the restaurants nearby from uh, Yelp, and you can share that link with your friends in any of your favorite messaging apps. Right. So and that's for people that's, listening. Yelp is like a it's a review site for restaurants yeah. 
or any sort of business service similar to maybe a mango plate in Korea. And yeah, so, so I saw that you had posted this demo to the, to the hackathon group. And Uh I saw that your demo was getting a lot of comments and a lot of likes, and you were actively engaging with the people as well. Right. So uh, that was maybe like a month or two after we uh, we created this thing in this in launch hackathon. So uh, launch hackathon is uh, this hackathon that's run by Jason Kalakanis in San Francisco. I think it happens yearly in uh, every March. And so we attended that this year uh, and we were one of fi- one of the five finalists. And we created Etch there and we kind of kept building because we liked the idea of the product. And we made this really like kind of scrappy version of Etch and we put it up on Hackathon Hackers and like everyone like loved it and they were so nice. They left a whole bunch of feedback. Yeah, I kind of reached out to every single one of them who left comment and, uh, you know, try to engage in conversation with them and try to get more feedback out of them. Right. This came out of the launch hackathon. Jason is, of course, uh, a famous entrepreneur and, and angel in Silicon Valley. I mentioned this a little before the call, but I was at the launch hackathon back in 2013, I think. And it was an incredible event. It was my first hackathon. We came up from Sunnyvale and we planned to hack all night, sleep under the tables and <laughs> just eat all the pizza and Red Bull that they provided us. So it's it's a it's a really cool experience. I recommend anyone who hasn't tried doing a hackathon, just try it. If you're not technical or if you're not a designer, which sometimes they limit people who are more kind of marketing or product thinkers. Yeah. find a way to get in and it's it's a really interesting experience and i don't know it's, you might not want to go again after doing it once <laughs> <laughs> well we went to so we're hackathon team actually uh-huh. so all three of us just like really love the idea of hackathon so we went to i think four or five hackathons together it's it's intense it's super intense like we like i think i drank five Red Bulls within the time span of 24 hours. And I suffered the consequences for the subsequent three months. (laughs) I would never do that. (laughs) But yeah, but hackathon part is like so awesome. Like it kind of sets you in the mindset of just creating something really quickly. And that's the kind of mind exercise that you kind of don't get to do on a daily basis. So yeah, if anyone's interested, I would highly recommend that you go do it. This is interesting. You guys are a hacker hackathon team. And could you speak a little bit about how you guys got started? I imagine you would go to different events and you just started practicing making things together. Yeah. So how it all started was I had a friend who came from Korea. Can I say his name? Of course. His name is J.D. Yang. (laughs) It would be funny if he's listening to your podcast. <laughs> I uh, hope so. <laughs> so he's, uh, I think, one of the founders who came over from Korea uh, to participate in, I think, some kind of accelerator program in San Francisco. And he asked one day to go to this hackathon with me. So I was like, okay, fine. I've never been to hackathon before. So the hackathon that we went to is actually the largest hackathon on Earth. It's by Salesforce. and 
they give out like a million dollars or something like that to the to the one like last winner. So we went there and we built something. And while actually building something, there were other teams who didn't have any idea to work on. So they kind of joined us. And one of those people happened to be one of my co-founders. And the other co-founder that I have, I have two co-founders. The other one is my husband. So yeah, Jasper is my husband. He does uh, design and PM work. So he, me, and then Peter, who I met through this uh, hackathon, we became a hackathon team. So we went to, after Salesforce hackathon, we went to Toyota hackathon, BMW hackathon, and then launch. So I think we won like $25,000 through going to these hackathons. Yeah, yeah. I, I do see every now and then articles about people who their job is to do hackathons and yeah. and they kind of survive on the the prize money that they win. <laughs> because, you know, I think this is an interesting topic. I want to come back to this. You you have experience working with your husband Jasper as mm-hmm. a as a team. Now this new Etch product is it's growing and you know there's a lot of people watching what you're doing. What is it like making a product with, you know, someone that you see every day, someone you know so well? Yeah, what do you like about it? What are some maybe some hardships about it? Sure. So the part that I really like about it is the fact that I can I get to spend time with my husband more. Mm-hmm. The part that I do not like about it is inevitably we talk about edge all the time that's just like 24 7 we just talk about edge and sometimes bringing work into a personal relationship can be hard i guess but overall i think just working with jasper has been really good actually i i like working with jasper he and i have really different personalities He's like more on the cautious side and I'm on the like, oh, let's just get it done fast type side. Right. So we kind of balance each other out. Yeah. And I think that there might be some caution whenever people are looking at a team that, that has a, a married couple leading it. But in many ways, I, I feel that, you know, if I'm going to trust someone or some team to get something done, I want a team that's like has the time behind them to prove that they're going to get things done, like no matter the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, a marriage or even a long term relationship is a is a great sign that, you know, these people have gone through the ups and downs, they're going to get get it done. Just like with any sort of friendship, like if you look at some founders, right. a lot of times people say, yeah, we met in college, we we're like freshman roommates. And mm-hmm. now we're doing this company together. And people will be like, okay, that's great. Like they've known each other for, you know, four, eight years, 10 years. But then at the same time, yeah, the same thing happens with relationships. Right. If anything, yeah. I don't think it should be discounted. And there, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, there's some, <laughs> some great husband, wife founders out there. And I, I come to think of how's they, right. how's they, uh, they're from Israel and they are making one of the largest interior uh, renovation decoration companies in in the U.S. Yeah, I think they even have kids. When they first started working on house, mm-hmm. they had two kids or three kids or something like that. That just proves to me that married couple can make a great business together. Right. So to get back to to the Etch product itself, to give mm-hmm. people an idea of how this works, 
I can pull up any chat room or any, I can pull up any chat app. For example, I can pull up Kakao Talk. Mm-hmm. I can pull up basic iMessenger and I can go to my Etch keyboard, which is just like going to an emoticon, built in right. emoticon keyboard. And then I can draw, for example, that Y. Mm-hmm. That Y will then call upon the Yelp API. Right. And then I can type in the word beer. And then I can find beer places around me and instantly send that to my to my friend that I'm chatting to in the matter of like five seconds. Right. Correct. So you don't have to double tap on the home, home button to go to Yelp app, find whatever beer place that you want to go to, copy and paste the link, and then come back to the Messenger app and paste that. So we kind of wanted to make that whole interaction like with, happen within a few seconds. So how it works is, like you explained, you just type beer and then draw Y, and it pulls up all the beer places nearby, and you just tap, 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 and share that links with your friends yeah, in I, the Kakao Talk or any Messenger apps. I loved it. I, I remember when I was first trying it out, I just wanted to see how fast it was. And uh-huh. it's, yeah, it's just so quick. What other things can people do using Etch? Sure. So you can do, uh, you can do Yelp search. You can share sound clips from SoundCloud, uh, songs from Spotify. You can do Google search, Google image search. And this is a little spill that I'm giving you, mm-hmm. but this coming Monday, we are releasing Sticker Edge. Uh-huh. So you can search millions of stickers right in your keyboard and share it uh, right there. Stickers. All from your keyboard. So like a little emoticon sticker. Yeah. Like similar to the Kakao Talk emojis? Yeah, correct. Oh, another thing is we have Giphy support. So you can actually search uh, moving GIFs as well. Okay, great. So you're you're kind of honing down on the vision of of Etch because you guys were featured by Apple. How did that all get started? So how that started was kind of interesting. So I went to WWDC, which is abbreviation for Worldwide Developer Conference. It's held by, uh, it's hosted by Apple. It's uh, attended by 5,000 or more developers in San Francisco. So I went there this year and I met a few marketing people who work at Apple's marketing department. And they specifically deal with apps that go into the feature sections of App Store. So I met some of them. They really liked the app and they introduced me to uh the right people who are in charge of featuring keyboard apps. So I got introduced to another connection and then another connection. And then it kind of ended, I ended up with the right person and he kind of rallied the team to feature us. I understand that when you're speaking to someone in Apple who wants to feature you, things might not be entirely clear where they might say, Hey, can you give me a banner size image of the app? And I need this size and this size, but they might not say what it's about or what it's for. I heard that most other people who didn't go through the same experience as me, they just get this email from Apple out of blue asking for some image assets. Right. So, yeah, that's probably more common experience. But for us, we knew what, what was coming. Well, this has been a, just a huge turn of events from going from a hackathon idea to then mm-hmm. 
winning these awards and then putting out an, on the hackathon hackers group and getting lots of support there, getting lots of beta users, then having Apple reach out to you to be featured and then going live and in less than two weeks getting like how many users? Uh, we have 35,000 users yeah, and, and growing. Right. In such, a, in such a short time. And this is all being done with a small team. It just shows you know, when you have a good idea that that's timely, uh, you have the dedication behind it to actually follow through with the idea. And then I think something that you're doing, which I think is good for our future entrepreneurs to keep in mind is you have this dialogue with your potential user base and, and you're very open about it. Uh, yeah. Could you speak a little bit about what you're doing to have that open feedback and open dialogue? So what I do is I don't want to have a very structured uh, feedback system because at that you know if I have like a form and everything where people can fill in fill in uh, their contact information and feedback and stuff like that, most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I just throw out my email, uh, just throw it out there and say, hey, if you want to talk to me, just email me anytime, uh, at any time of the day. And just people just randomly email me and say, hey, I like this. Can you get rid of this feature? Can you make this feature? And I just keep continuing to talk to them. So even today, I was talking to this 14-year-old kid who really likes our app. And he actually asked for a SoundCloud feature, and we actually made it. So I reached back to him and say, hey, we made this new new edge. And that was thanks to your creative suggestion. That so like so he cool. was super ecstatic that we actually listened to him. That's great because a lot of times some products, they won't even get feedback coming in. And yeah. maybe it's because of the way that they integrated their feedback form. Maybe they don't even have a clear way for users to, to get in touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And your way has always just been dropping your email there. <laughs> like email me, Facebook message me. You know, just yeah. I just t- contact me and I'll I'll listen. I'd like to now chat about what got you here. There Sorry. are some people who might be in a profession that they're not interested in. Maybe there's pressure for them, especially in Korea, to go join a bigger secure company before they yeah, just to join a bigger secure company instead of ever really trying their own entrepreneurial project. Right. How did you get into this whole world of hackathons? What was your journey? So I was a financial analyst at uh, at a semiconductor company. And I was looking at Excel all day long. I was playing with numbers, crunching numbers in, you know, like manipulating numbers. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. I need to do something about it. So, um, so I started learning how to code. I think the first language that I learned was Python. So one of the largest projects that we, I did at, at that company uh, quarterly was analyzing inventory. And that took like two weeks for two people, two analysts to complete that task uh, for two weeks. So I was like, uh, that sounds kind of stupid. I kind of want to automate that so that they don't need me to do this. Right. <laughs> so 
I learned Python uh, and I made this uh, Excel program, which I, if I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, that's probably like spaghetti code. But I wrote this Python project and then that actually reduced the time from two weeks for two people to two hours. Wow. So I'm like, oh my God, this is phenomenal. I want to do this. This is so much fun. So that's why I quit my full-time job. Uh, I moved to San Francisco and I learned iOS. That introduction, you had a real world problem and you thought, okay, this is stupid to do something that's going to take two weeks for two people. Can we use computer language to engineer something that will cut this down? And then you tried it out, you tested it, it worked. And then it must've just been like, oh my God, this is, this is great. I want to keep doing this. So then Um, what happened? So I moved to San Francisco and I taught myself how to uh, make iOS app. I made a few toy apps and then I got introduced to this uh, new world of hackathons. And I thought it was just so much fun, like just sitting there uh, amongst like sometimes 1000 developers and like making something great presenting the you know your creation in front of all these like really high profile people i thought it was so much fun so i went to a whole bunch of hackathons and now uh, i kind of developed one of my hackathon projects further and that's how edge was born i guess how did you make the jump from your old full-time job to then coming out here my personality is if i want to do something i just kind of do it I don't really think too much about the consequences. That's why I said my husband is more on the cautious side mm-hmm. and I'm more on the uh, let's just do let's just do it and see what happens side. I just wanted to change scenery. I didn't want to do financial analysis anymore. Right. So I just came out here and like all these good things happen. How did you teach yourself these various computer languages? So what I did was I just sat in a coffee shop sometimes 13 hours a day and I just look through a whole bunch of free resources online there are amazing resources out there they're all free anyone can access it the one uh, resource that I highly recommend is this course uh, offered by Stanford and it's on iTunes edu it's completely free you go through that once which takes about three months then you start building something whatever it is from there on, you can make anything you want in iOS. Okay, so the yeah, the Stanford course on iTunes. Is there anything else that you might recommend? If people are just interested in making their first project, what are some things that you might recommend that they do? So what I recommend not do, <laughs> let me start with that. Okay. What I recommend not do is to not pay money to go to these very expensive hack schools and stuff like that, which cost 30K, 40K uh, for three months course. I would not do that. What I would do is really just, there's like so much free resources out there. Definitely, actually the only single source that I used was Stanford course. I don't think I used anything else. I don't think I even bought books on programming. So just stick to the free stuff. And maybe save that money that you might have used on your future product if you need to. Yeah, that's smarter. Now, what about someone 
who is a little further along and they really want to start something, but they don't know how to get started. Maybe they're just, they're alone. Uh, maybe they don't have an idea. Okay. So uh, I don't know how, how it is in Korea, but in San Francisco, there are a lot of meetups, uh, technical meetup, meetups that you can go to. And you can kind of surround yourself with these very highly technical people. And also some people who have great ideas, but lack technical expertise. So you can kind of team up with some of those people uh, based on your skill level and, you know, start working on something, a small project. Yeah. And, and yeah, there, there are a lot of these meetups in the U.S. And you even run a meetup called yeah. Make, Make... No, App a Month. Yeah, App a Month. Yeah. App a Month. Yeah. Could you so, tell us a little bit? Yeah, about App a Month. Sure. So App a Month, the whole premise of App a Month was let's make something in one month. A small project that you and your partners can wrap their mind around and just build that. Whatever, how shitty it is, build it yeah. <laughs> in one month. So what we strive to do is to pair you up uh, with another person. So if you're a designer, we pair you up with an engineer and vice versa. I think a few projects have come out of it. Uh, they got some press and stuff. It's held at Google office now in San Francisco. Yeah, something like that. It, are there meetups like that in Korea that kind of foster that kind of environment? You know, the they're starting. There are hackathons starting to to get going here and okay yeah there are some monthly meetups but you know a lot of them are mostly on telling and not doing ah i see and so yeah i think maybe that could be a, a good opportunity to, to get going a something similar where people come together they throw ideas around and they say okay by by the next time we meet in a month we're all going to demo our little projects yeah, yeah. No matter how bad, how ugly they look, <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they break during the demo, it's okay. Right. Exactly. Who cares, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, I, I, sorry, I, I, I went to this app a month and yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it was on the Google office, downtown San Francisco, right by the water. Yeah. Um, Google supporting you there and there they put you in a, in a nice, nice space with some, some good nachos and beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was very impressed, and I would absolutely love to see more of that happening here in Korea. Oh, you demoed full uh, <laughs> time, That's right? right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of the most popular demos. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I went ahead and I demoed a little toy project of mine called Poo Time, which <laughs> you can check out on the App Store. <laughs> so cool. Well. To wrap up here, what's next for Etch as far as the product goes and for the business? Sure. The benefit of Etch is that you can share anything from your keyboard. So we are actively looking for uh, content providers and partnerships and stuff like that. So we, have, we are currently working with a few companies who want to provide content through our keyboard. So that'll be the next big thing that we will be working on in the next few months. In terms of business, we are fundraising. So I'll, I'll see how that goes. I heard that it's really hard. So I'm trying to learn myself, trying to learn uh, while doing it. 
So yeah, I'll keep you updated on yeah. how it goes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming and for chatting. Thank you. And for people who want to learn more about Etch, where can they go? So since you're, I'm, I'm guessing that primary audience of yours is Korean people, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. So if that's the case, our app is not available in the Korean app store yet. But if you are in the United States or any of the English-speaking countries, then you can go to the uh, app store and just type etch. And we are the first one. Okay, etch, E-T-C-H. And what about your website? Our website is uh, E-T-C-H, so etch for Mm -hmm. F-O-R me dot me so etch for me etch for dot me mm-hmm. etch for me okay so we can yeah. reach out send you more feedback well Ariane, thanks so much for your time thanks for telling us about etch and also about your journey to this point thank thank you for having me my pleasure all right well hope to chat again soon okay that wraps up this episode of startup korea thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode Please share this with your friends or coworkers or share on Facebook. You can find all the other episodes of Startup Korea online at startupkorea.co or on iTunes or SoundCloud. To show your support for this show, please subscribe, review, or share this show. Lastly, if you have any comments, suggestions, ideas, or anyone you would like me to interview, feel free to email me directly at able at startupkorea.co. This show is brand new, so if you like what I'm doing, let me know. And if you don't like something, let me know too. Until next time, take care.